I think it's really important to have more women to speak, to have their voices out there. It shows that we have these young women who can speak to other women, right? Who can have these conversations. So just like the words and phrases that some of my Democratic friends have that send chills down my spine, we shouldn't do that in politics. We should make sure that we have those voices who are going to empower others to go and vote and get motivated and be involved. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interests in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate. And if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Hello, and welcome to Political Contessa. I am Jennifer Nassour, and I am your Political Contessa. In this episode, I'm going to talk about female empowerment, and not the normal kind of female empowerment, kind of a different female empowerment. It's it's the female empowerment of what young female voices could actually do for their own generation. And so I want you, whether you're female or male, to listen to the women that I'm interviewing this summer. One is going into her senior year of college. One is finishing grad school. And one is pretty newly married and was the youngest elected official in her state until a couple of years ago. Here's the important part of these interviews. These are all young women. Not only are they young women, they are young Republican women. They are young, interested, engaged, motivated, and voting women. And here's what I want. I want more of them. I want more women, like the ones that you are going to be hearing from, that you listen to. Hopefully you listen to them. Because I think they're stories of why they found an interest in politics. What makes them want to go to political events or work in an administration or and give time to public service, whether on the on the end of working in an administration or working for a legislator, or alternatively, actually running for office and serving her community as a legislator. I want more of these women. The Republican Party is trying to figure out how to appeal to women. I mean, I would say this is something that's coming about, I don't know, 100 years too late, but I digress. 
Here are some facts. There is a female Republican chairman, national chair, Ronna McDaniel. We have the first female running for president as a Republican in Nikki Haley. In Congress, there are 44 Republican women. By the way, the Democrats have 109. Here's what kills us. The Dobbs decision, whether you agree or not, killed the GOP's chances in 2022, in the 2022 midterms for a red wave. By the way, timing was terrible and definitely showed the lack of political acumen of the Supreme Court of the United States, which, by the way, is wonderful. They should not be in the business of politics. They should be in the business of judging cases. However, that decision was harmful to us. And one of the issues that we Republicans have, I think actually until Nikki Haley, because I haven't had I haven't heard anyone speak as clearly to the issue of abortion as Nikki Haley has. And I think it's really important to note that maybe, just maybe, no one has been able to speak to it clearly and directly because most of the spokesmen, yep, I said that, spokesmen, have been just that, men. And I don't know about you, but, and again, I have you know, some Democratic friends out there that listen. And so you'll understand this. One of the things I say a lot of times when I'm in the company of Democrats that I'm on the boards of and we're talking about how to, you know, meet people in the middle, some words, some phrases, some language sends chills down my spine. And, and it's like, I just, I, I want to shriek. Well, it's kind of the same when a man tries to speak to a woman in the language that she most understands in things that are so important or shall I say girly. It's the stuff you talk about with your friends over brunch or over a glass of wine or on your text messages, but you probably don't want your boyfriend or your husband or your dad or your grandfather involved in the conversation and giving you the advice on certain things. I think it's really important to have more women to speak, to have their voices out there. It shows that we have these young women who can speak to other women, right? Who can have these conversations. So just like the words and phrases that some of my Democratic friends have that send chills down my spine, we shouldn't do that in politics. We should make sure that we have those voices who are going to empower others to go and vote and get motivated and be involved, be engaged, be interested, and not just put up their hand and say, I don't want to talk to you because you're a Republican, or I'm not interested in politics because it's disgusting today, which it is. But it's that's why it's important. And that's my purpose of the female empowerment of this summer of these interviews. The other problem that the Republican Party has is dun dun dun. 
the gigantic orange. It's like uh, I saw a picture on Instagram of these rubber gigantic rubber duckies in um, a port in, I think it was China, maybe Japan. It's like this, only he's actually a person. But imagine like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I think it was in Ghostbusters. Like just taking over Manhattan. That is Trump with the Republican Party. He is not appealing to many women. His behavior towards women has been cruel and misogynistic, to say the least. White suburban women, especially, especially white suburban educated women, do not like Trump's antics or his rhetoric. We can't get rid of him. And I think until the Republican Party can loosen themselves of Trump's ties, it's going to be very difficult. However, again, we have young women out there who are defying the odds of what we are told that we do not, we are not engaging with women. I'm talking to women who are in their early 20s to their early 30s who are showing what they have done. And I implore you to go and talk to your daughter, your granddaughter, your sister, your best friend, your best friend's daughter, your neighbor. And, and maybe they don't want to run. But, but here's, what, here's what you can do. It's important to have women start supporting female candidates. And not just a female candidate. But, I mean, of course, I prefer this to be a Republican woman, but a Republican woman who fits the mold of what you also believe in. So let's get more fiscal conservatives out there. Let's get more moms out there who want to make sure that their voices are also heard in school. Dads, I know it's important to have yours too. I'm just saying, we want more women. We've ha we have a lot of you guys out there. Support is hosting a coffee for a candidate or a young woman, like I said, that that you know and, and is involved in politics at some level. Even if she's in college, host a coffee for her. Get her to build her network. Meet more people. Host a cocktail party and invite her. Host a lunch. Invite your friends to meet this young woman. Bring your friends in to meet an impressive young woman who is making a difference in your community. Lift her up and encourage her to run for office. And don't forget, you have to ask seven to 10 times for her to run. So start when she's young, because maybe by the time she's 25, 26, we can actually get her to run. Ask all of your friends to give a little money for her campaign. $25, $50, $100. Did you know that women are actually terrible political contributors? It's like pulling teeth to get women to see why they should or can support a candidate. In the meantime, women drive 70 to 80% of all consumer purchasing through their buying power and their influence. 70 to 80% of all consumer purchasing. But yet, when it comes to something like getting a female 
with the same or similar political views into office, women are stifled. And I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, money talks and bullshit walks, and you have to put your money where your mouth is, just for a couple of little, you know, old fashioned sayings. So I'd love your help in this summer. Listen to these interviews, look around in your community, look around in your backyard and find a young woman who you didn't realize was working in public policy space, working in government, working at a law firm, has maybe shown some interest in national news or local news, is concerned about the missing brick in the sidewalk and how an old person might fall over it, or the number of potholes on your city streets, or the fact that the lights are not timed perfectly so it backs up traffic, or that schools, you know, there's there parties and there's drugs on school fields in the summer. I'm making that up. I'm just saying that it has to happen someplace. But look around for those young women. Think of the young women I've interviewed and, th and try to figure out how we could get them running for office. There are tons of organizations to help and support those young women to run. And so I need your help. And so again, let's go out there and lift up these young women and get them into positions of power because I'm relying on them to change this world for my daughters and one day for my granddaughters and for your kids as well. Thank you for listening to me today. I am Jennifer Nassor. I am your political Contessa. Stay happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com.